guys, I'm Pragya. And I'm Charlotte, and welcome back to the Breakout Room Podcast. This episode is part six of our series, Eight Voices, where we help you create the life you want by sharing unique stories of passionate students who are pursuing their own dreams. We're welcoming guest speakers from a wide variety of colleges, majors, and backgrounds to show how you can use college as an opportunity to elevate your personal goals and ultimately achieve success. We will be running this series all throughout July, and we're releasing new episodes twice a week, every Sunday and Wednesday. So follow us on Instagram and whichever podcast platform you're listening on to make sure you don't miss out on all the content. Today, we are so excited to have our friend Janita on our podcast. Janita is a second year student at the Georgia Institute of Technology pursuing a computer engineer's master's degree. Being a female in STEM at one of the most prestigious engineering colleges in the U.S. automatically puts her at a disadvantage, but she used that as motivation to amplify her voice and aims to be one of the best software engineers. From this interview, you'll learn how to find your true passion and genuinely start to enjoy learning. You will also learn so much about how to deal with competition, stress, and imposter syndrome at college. So keep listening because you do not want to miss this episode. All right, so let's get right into the interview. Janita, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi. I'm Janita Theodore. I'm a rising second year at Georgia Institute of Technology. I'm majoring in computer engineering with a minor in computer science. What was your high school experience like? Honestly, pretty good. I I was the type to succeed in silence. I didn't have that many friends. I mean, I had a couple of friends, but most of them didn't even go to my high school. I, I But I was pretty friendly with everyone else, so I got along with everyone. But uh, I just stuck to my classwork, and that's all I needed, right, to get into college. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's kind of all of the, like all three of us. Mm-hmm. That's kind of our personalities. Um, What were the things that you were involved in? I was in a lot of clubs, actually. Um, I was in Beta Club, uh, which is a volunteer service club. And uh, I went to conventions for that every year. It was pretty fun. Got to know a lot of students. We did volunteer work, so that was great. Then I was in JETS, which stands for Junior Engineering Technical Society. So I I joined that club because I wanted to be an engineer. I knew I've always wanted to be an engineer, so... I joined the club and I somehow managed to become president. And it was just a lot of fun. I got to know a lot of students. When I was in senior year, I got to know a lot of like freshmen incoming. And I felt like with that, I was a mentor too. So it was a great opportunity for me. And then I was also in student council, which we planned a lot of events that year. It's pretty good. I had a really good senior year, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so would you like to talk a little bit more about your career aspirations then? You mentioned you always wanted to be an engineer. Like, how did that come about? Right. So uh, I knew from a very small age that I had inclination to work with computers. And my mom is actually a computer. Well, she's an electrical engineer, but it kind of is the same thing. So she made me get into coding and learning more about how computers work. So I always knew I wanted to be an engineer. And then during high school, I I figured out I want to go into the software portion of it. So that's where the computer science comes in. And I just I just love learning about electronics and I just I hope to somehow become like be, work in like the database for a background for like an elite company, maybe like Apple, Microsoft, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> so moving right along, who is someone you look up to? For sure my grandfather. Um he grew up an orphan. He grew up like practically begging for food, actually. And uh, he somehow, he has a doctorate now, and just 
him working so hard is just inspiration to me. And I, I hope to, he's the only doctor in our family right now, actually. And I hope to follow him in that. So, yeah, I look up to him a lot. That's such a cute story. <laughs> I didn't know that. I know. I don't talk about him that much because I feel like he just makes me cry because he's just so great. But uh, he came to my, he flew all the way from India to my uh, senior graduation because I was making a speech. So I, I had to shout him out, you know. So. Aww. <laughs> Love that. And did were you involved in anything other than in school activities, like any internships or anything? Yeah, actually, the summer after junior year, I managed to get an internship at a nonprofit organization that works with the downtown student board. And uh, actually, I worked with incorporating a new badge system for the middle schoolers in our city so that they have an inclination to figure out what they want to do with their careers. Oh, I love that. That's like what our series is all about. So let's get deeper into your journey to where you are today and your transition into college. And we want to really focus on you as an inspiring woman in STEM. So how did you choose your college? And obviously you decided to go out of state. So what was that process like for you? Honestly, it's kind of a whim that I'm at Georgia Tech. Um, My history teacher, who is actually a pretty good influence on me, a pretty big influence on me too. He, uh, he was my coach for when I was on ACE, which is quiz bowl. He has, he has friends all over the country. And I guess he has friends at Georgia Tech. And he was like, you know, you, I know you like computer science. I know you like computer engineering. You should look into the program at Georgia Tech. So I applied to Georgia Tech for him, basically. And then I got on the wait list and I was kind of bummed. And uh, I didn't get into any of the other schools, like top schools that I wanted to go to. And so my safety school was William & Mary. I was kind of set to go there. And then I got off the wait list at Georgia Tech and here I am now. <laughs> and I don't regret it. I, it kind of sounds like I'm being forced to go there. I don't regret it at all. I love it there. I love it here. Like the friends I've made, and I, I've no, I've always wanted to go to a college in a big city. I've never I've never been a small city type of person. Like I live in a small city. I would know. Yeah, it sounds like a good school. And uh, it's on the ranks too, which is uh, why my mom was okay with like, me going so far away because it is out of state. <laughs> I am from Denver, Virginia, which is six hours away from Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> And so it is, it's pretty wild not going to college out of state. I haven't really left Virginia in like 10 years. So going out of state was a big jump. I was, I was a little nervous, but I wasn't, I wasn't afraid of missing home. I knew that I'd be fine. I've always been independent, but I was just afraid that I wouldn't have friends. But I mean, me and my roommates clicked so fast. We just became inseparable. And I, that's, that's the thing. you you always think you're going to make no friends when you go to some place new, but it's so easy. You just got to start with your name and then it just, it just goes from there. It's just, it just flows. Yeah. I yeah. feel like if you all don't have friends and it's so much easier to make friends. Right. Mm-hmm. I had no one too. From my high school, no one went to Georgia Tech. So I really knew no one. So it just, it just worked out for the best. So what is it like to be a woman in STEM and what difficulties do you face on a daily basis? So there definitely is the aspect of me being one of the few women in STEM. Of course, there are going to be more guys. I don't know. I mean, of course, because in this day and age, just, it just is like that. And uh, you you would think I would get clowned, or not really clowned, but, you know, put down more in class. But honestly, it's not that bad. The boys are kind of more understanding as each year passes by that 
we're trying to raise the ratio. That's actually one of the mottos of my school. We're trying to raise the ratio of women to boys in engineering field, really. And so, sure, I sometimes feel a little put down and just sad about how maybe I'm not doing as well as other boys in classes. Because it doesn't look like they struggle, but trust me, they are. The classes are not meant to be easy. That's why, I mean, I feel that's why you chose this major, this field. You want to be pushed, right? So just suck it up. (laughs) You're going to get through this. It's not as bad as you think. And I promise the outcome will be worth it. Yeah, that's a good mindset to have. And how did you, did you have to go through anything to overcome these challenges that you might have faced earlier on? Definitely make friends because they get you through it because they're going through the same thing you're going through. They know what it's like. And you just having a support system is so important. And studying together helps and going over things with your class or just talking to the professors because they know too, especially female professors, they understand because they've been through that. So it's just really important, yeah. Yeah, what do you think um, our listeners who are guys or just guys in general can do to help raise the ratio? Because I think that this is a movement that we have to work in it together. And how can they do it in a non-condescending way? I think they just need to listen better because sometimes I feel, I know it happens in class a lot, but I feel like our voices and opinions don't get, out as much because either we're scared or we're embarrassed or we're just in shame but they just need to listen to what we have to say because we have amazing ideas that anyone could come up with they could come up with it too but we have ideas that are meant to be known to the world and they just I feel like if they listen to us more or just made it easier for us to talk or speak up in class the difference is exponential yeah and following up from that what advice would you give to our listeners who are girls going into stem to just speak up more and stuff i know it's scary but you're you chose this field for a reason and you're definitely smart because you chose this field so you have the capabilities of making it and your ideas probably work with a little bit of tweaking but of course that's what class is for that's what discussions are for so just find the courage to speak up and speak your mind because that's how you learn and that's what college is all about right yeah Yeah. I feel like Pragya and I sometimes feel the I know it's not women in STEM but women in business as well we've been talking about it a lot yeah honestly um I think it's difficult to be heard sometimes People don't give you the time of day. But I also think that like us growing up and society's um, like norms has been telling us that we should keep quiet and that we shouldn't speak up that much and we should just let guys like take the lead on things. But I think it's really important to learn how to be a leader as a girl. Um, We have Mm -hmm. different strengths and I think that we should play it to our advantage. Exactly. Yeah, and you shouldn't get discouraged by maybe someone not listening to you once or twice. I feel like if you just keep trying, there's got to be a point where, like, they have to listen to what you have to say because you're going to be too loud. Yeah. Persistency is key because you will fail rejection once or twice in your life before you finally get success, so. Yeah. I think that a lot of people 
don't realize how long like how far persistency can get you um sometimes if you like face rejection you can if you're willing to learn what you did or like what you could do better you could turn you could easily turn a rejection into like an offer especially with internships or like club applications and things like that yes your stories matter especially to job hires whatever they're called what are they called recruiters job recruiters (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. and I think I think a really important thing that we've been trying to learn is how to like how to tell your story because everyone has their own story I think nowadays it's less about your technical skills and more about how you can take those skills and make them unique to you and what you can offer to people yes and obviously like We're not saying that girls have it hard and that no one else has any other challenges. We're just saying that, honestly, engineering in general is a difficult field, as everyone knows. So what advice would you give to anyone going into engineering? Definitely just study groups help. And if you're going, if your classes are hard, I highly recommend going to office hours because don't worry about shame and don't worry about being embarrassed that you're struggling in a class because chances are you're definitely not the only one struggling in the class. It's okay to ask questions, especially if you don't understand anything. You don't want to just never understand that concept when it comes time to exams. Like, just ask. It's The professors are there to help. They have a doctorate or a degree in whatever they're teaching. They know the subject and they have an answer for you. It's just your willingness to ask. Yeah, and also keep in mind you're paying for them to teach you, so I think you should definitely use all the resources available to you. And I know that, like, for me particularly, I was very insecure about my writing, so I was always really scared of having people criticize my writing, even though I knew that was the only way I could become better. And, it like, in some ways it's an insecurity, but in some ways it's also, like, an ego thing. Like, you need to be able to open up to people and to break down those barriers to let yourself accept advice from other people. Um, I think that's a huge skill that people need to learn that school doesn't teach you is how to ask for help and how to accept help. If you're not willing to accept help, you won't ever get really anywhere. Right. I think it's like a stigma too. With I feel like everyone is in the Hunger Games and you're just trying to compete with each other to be the best. But it's okay to ask for help because... I not everything is a competition. Sometimes you're just trying to pass the class together. Yeah. I think in the good thing in college is that we didn't in college there's no rankings. It's just too big to rank people. Exactly. And I think people there's so much going on, people are less invested on asking everyone else for their grades, which is really nice because that shouldn't be the only thing that matters, especially in friendships. Like, I think that's a really toxic environment if that's what you're talking about. Um, But just like encouraging, like one, being that person to encourage a collaborative atmosphere and college is already doing that, but just keeping that in mind because if you don't want the environment to be competitive, it's also up to you to make it not that way. Right, yeah. Yeah, so college is less competitive in a way with not having ranks and stuff, but it's still a lot more people who are just at the same caliber as you that they weren't in high school. So how have you dealt with going from the top of your class in high school 
as valedictorian to now competing with people in college who are literally the same. Yeah, it's definitely a little upsetting. Um, I I was valedictorian in high school. Thanks for the, the plug right there. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I was used to people coming to me for help in classes. And now I'm going to people for help in classes. And it's a little, it's a little weird. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie. But uh, that's, I was expecting it. I was fully expecting it. So it took a little bit while to get used to, but I, I'm okay with not knowing stuff now because I mean, I, that's how I know I'm learning and I thoroughly enjoyed learning new stuff. Like it's one of my favorite pastimes. I just, I love learning new things. So that's, I try to look at it in a positive way. I don't, I'm definitely not struggling in classes, but yeah, my roommate was one of the smartest people I know. So I'm trying to, she's one of my inspirations. I'm just trying to get on her level. (laughs) How did you develop that mindset of like the passion and the hunger for learning? Because I know a lot of people lack that motivation. Um, I think it definitely starts in your roots. (laughs) I know you can't go back and change that now, but I just read a lot when I was small. I read so many things. My mom would make me read anything. Ever since I started to like read, I would read like traffic signs and I'd get interested about that. And then I'd ask her about the traffic signs. We'd go to the store and I'd just read like aisle names. And then I'd ask like, oh, what are pastries? You know, and it's just like, it starts from there. And then you haven't, you have to have like an inkling of interest for anything to have a passion for learning. Like, if you just want to sit all day on your phone playing video games, that's okay. But what do you, what, that's your passion, I guess. But what are you learning from it? You know, how to move your thumbs? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think that the world is so interconnected that you don't have an excuse to not educate yourself and learn more about things you're passionate in. So like, if you're interested in art, right? Like, I think the best way is to stay educated and informed on everything that's going on in the world so you can find art articles and like know what's going on in the world like current events and things related to art and then like from there you can connect it to other aspects like business science like I think you have to start with where you're passionate at and then keep moving forward because it's hard you know if you've never been a huge fan of reading it's hard to just one day decide to sit down and open up a book but if you Mm -hmm. like there's so many apps for it too like if you just get if you choose to get certain articles or newsletters for a specific topic you're interested in and you just take five minutes out of your day imagine how much time that builds up and these are so useful when you go into interviews or things like that and people are asking you what you're passionate about you know immediately like not only how to talk about your passion but also how you can use it to help the world and what is like just being an informed citizen yeah. is really helpful i agree with that right and nothing against video games because <laughs> i know so many people that are i know so many people that are going to graphic designs for video games because that's their passion mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. anything can be your passion yeah you just got to know what aspect you want to delve into yeah i think it all just stems from finding your passion with it which i think a lot of people struggle with like, some people are only in it for the money or just, like, doing what the wave is doing. But I think you need to figure out what you're really passionate about. And once you have that in mind, it shouldn't be hard for you to want to do those mm-hmm. things. You shouldn't have to force yourself right. to, like, learn. 
Oh, yeah. My roommate, uh, she started off as a major in neuroscience because it pays well. And a lot of her friends are doing neuroscience, too. So she thought, why not, you know? But uh, right now, she's she's changed her major to biomedical engineering. And she's not sure if that's exactly what she wants. But, you know, it's a step in the right direction. She knows she finally figured out what her passion is. So Yeah, that's and it's a, it's a long process. We're not saying this happens in one day. We're just, like, trying to set you guys up for success because having the roadmap kind of set down for you so that you know what you need to do to find that passion is also really important um and I think I don't know like getting involved and things like that is really helpful um like no one said this process was going to be easy and yeah you'll probably hit failure in some areas but I think that when you know you're passionate about something you really know what it is like it motivates you to wake up in the morning because money is not a sustainable motivation. When you hit like your 40s and your 50s and you have a family and you just want to enjoy life and you're financially stable, I mean, hopefully, um, <laughs> it's once you hit that point, you're not going to want to keep going to work. You need another motivation. You need to actually be passionate about what you're doing. Yeah, and definitely take a trial and error process. I know it did for me and Charlotte at least. You know, you kind of knew what you wanted to do a little bit earlier, but um, we didn't really know. We I still don't know. <laughs> so I think the more I just like learn about things and the more I explore, the quicker you'll get to finding out your passion. And sometimes it's like, it's not even about finding out what you're passionate about it's finding out what you're passionate about and what you're good at and then maybe creating a combination of that like you Mm -hmm. you have so much power in college I feel like students don't understand that you are in control of what you do there's so many programs that you can create your own major you can double major do a minor like you can literally create your the perfect package for what you want to do in the future and I think that's something that people don't realize. For sure. And yeah. if you're really passionate about something, you will find a liking towards it and you will become good at it. Like, it's an automatic, like, it's it goes hand in hand. You will find a way to make it work. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think it's all about intelligence. Mm-hmm. I think the more effort you put in into something you're passionate about, like, the better the reward is. Yeah. And also, like, you probably don't know everything offered in the world right now, especially in high school. I feel like high school is such a limiting aspect of your life. Um, it was very structured. You probably had to take certain classes, certain APs or IVs, um, whatever the program was set for your school, your county, your state, like everything for that. But in college, I was opened to so many job opportunities that I didn't even know were possible. And honestly, these careers didn't even exist 10 years before. And they've become such a huge topic now. And just kind of staying updated with the job market and realizing what the trends are. And sometimes you can create the job for yourself. I'm sure things like influencers like didn't even exist 10 years ago. But these people were passionate about what they're doing and they decided to create a career out of it. So sometimes it's not always about following the paths that are set for you, but creating your own. So have you had to deal with imposter syndrome at Georgia Tech? And how did you deal with that? 
for sure, especially since I'm a woman in STEM. But uh, if any of you guys didn't know, imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern in which one doubts one's accomplishments and has a persistent or internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. And that, it definitely happens. I, I like I said, I sometimes feel like I'm not smart enough to be at Georgia Tech, let alone be a woman in engineering at Georgia Tech. But I, I, I have to overcome it because, I mean, I want a career in this field and that's not going to happen if I keep doubting myself. So know your worth. Know that you're smart enough. Know that you're good enough to get into whatever your college is that you're at. And you, you can definitely make a living out of whatever your dream field is. It's, it's okay to have some doubts. I mean, you're human. It's okay. But you worked your butts off to get here. And <laughs> it's, it's all worth it in the end. I mean, I hope it is. Because if it is really your passion, yeah. if it is your passion, <laughs> your job won't be a job. So that's how I think of it. Yeah, I always believe that, like, if you got into a school, like, you got in for, the, for a reason. Mm-hmm. I think everything's meant to be like you're meant to be there life wouldn't put you in the, I, like whatever you believe in but like life wouldn't put you in that path if it wasn't meant for you to be there at that moment and it's just not effective to not view yourself as like worthy or like compare yourself to people and not feel enough like you have to follow your own path and get to your own end goal and other people, like, maybe seeming like they're doing better than you shouldn't play a role in that. Yeah. Also, you don't know their life. Like, you don't know their struggles. So I feel like everyone hides their own struggles. And it just feels like everyone's perfect, but mm-hmm. they really aren't. Like, don't compare a daily life to their highlight reel or their LinkedIn profile or whatever the yeah. f- people are using these days to compare people. But <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And kind of to wrap your college experience together, how has college changed your perspective on life? And I think that me and Pragya can answer a bit of this as well. So whoever wants to go first. Uh, yeah, so I'm from a small, small town and I figured I wouldn't really make it. I would try to go to a college in a big city, but I, I felt always felt like I was going to come back home to a small town in a, in a rural area, but after tasting big city life, I definitely, I don't think I can go back. It's just all the opportunities that are available and just the the friends that I've made, like, it's just amazing to see all the things that I've missed out on because I practically know everyone that I live with now. <laughs> so, and yeah, I'm more independent now. I definitely don't ask, I don't call my mom for a little every, every little problem now. But you will catch me calling her to make doctor's appointments for me. That'll never change. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, just having all these responsibilities now, you you have to take care of them. Like, you can't just forget about doing laundry because that's unhygienic. Just (laughs) all these, you know, things to check off your to-do list every day. Make sure you get that done. Like, be an adult because you are just don't act like kids because no one likes uh, a childish person especially if you're in college 
The professors won't treat you as a child. Your friends won't treat you as a child. Just know who you are. Yeah. It was kind of cool in high school to, like, not know anything and just, like, be lazy and slack off and stuff. But that's, like, not cool in college. Not at all. Yeah. Like, people encouraged that in high school. They'd be like, haha, like, we didn't study for this test and still got an A. Like, no one encourages that stuff in college. Like, you're there to do hard work and, like, succeed at life. And, yeah. like, everyone is working their butts off. And you know that. So you better be doing the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think for me, I really learned to appreciate growth. Like, it doesn't matter where you started because everyone starts basically on the bottom. Um, everyone has to start from somewhere. And just having that time and investing in yourself, um, having that self-care time to reflect on what you've done for yourself and where you, how you've gotten to where you are today. It's less about the outcome and more about the journey. I know that's super cheesy, but you can't, you're going to be caught up in comparing your stage to where everyone else is at right now, but you don't know what they're going through. Um, and you don't know where they're at in life right now. So it's important to just focus on yourself and what you're doing for yourself. Um, I think another big thing I've learned is to not fear rejection. Like sometimes rejection is a blessing in disguise. I think that rejection is necessary because sometimes you won't even know that things aren't meant for you and you needed that to let you know. Um, if everything just went your way, you wouldn't even know what you're passionate about or you wouldn't know, you would never be able to narrow down anything in life and you'd just be all over the place. But like overcoming rejection has allowed me to really invest in the things that I'm good at, I know I'm good at, and also realize what I need to work on. I think that really understanding yourself and your strengths and weaknesses and how to play those to your advantage is really important in college. I agree. And kind of going off of that, mine would be just in high school, we had an outcome in mind, like get into a good college, like get a good score on the SAT. Like there were always like goals back to back that you had to achieve to like be successful or whatever. But, like, once I got to college, I kind of understood that, like, life is more than that. Like, you can't be giving up your time, like, chasing a goal and, like, not being happy, like, in the moment. Like, everyone, I don't know if people taught you this, but, like, some of my family would always be like, this is the goal that you need to achieve. Like, once you achieve this, then you have your time to be happy after like once you get to here like okay so I came into college pre-med so in high school my fam my mom would be like okay like your goal is to get a good SAT score then you can relax after and you can be happy after but then it was like okay now you need to apply to colleges then it's like okay you need to get into the school and then you can have fun in college then once I'm in college it was okay, now that you're in college, you need to get to, into a med school. So it's like, things like this are going to be there constantly. You're constantly going to have to achieve different stuff. But you can't, you can't delay your happiness and you can't delay that growth until later. Like, you have to find moments, like, every day to, like, 
improve yourself mentally, physically, and just like enjoy life like as you're living it. So I think that's something I learned in college. I don't know if you guys can relate to that or not. Yeah, I definitely can. So you have to live in the moment. Yeah. And so Janita, what are your plans for the future? What do you aspire to be? Do you have any like big goals in mind? And what are you going to do moving on from your first year in college, basically? Okay, so uh, this summer I was initially planning to study abroad in Germany. And then COVID-19 happened, so rip that but I do plan on studying abroad sometime in the future because I love traveling I not only for the culture but like infrastructure and how the language there works and just the people there and different environments I just it's like second nature to me just I love traveling but you know also for studying so (laughs) and then internships for sure because you need job experiences for any recruiters to hire you at all Experience is how you know how, how well you're going to work in the workplace. Because the workplace is kind of a scary thing. I, w- I mean, the internship I did in high school was already kind of anxious for me. Like, working with all these people that actually ha- like came in, sat down and interviewed for this job that they're passionate about. It's just, it, I took it all, it, it was just, I was in awe because this that's what I want to be. Like, that's... The end goal. So just in you like Proggy said, enjoy every moment of your life and just know that your long term goals will be achieved as long as you know your worth and you work hard and you know you can believe that you can do it. Yeah, I agree. And going off of that, so what exactly do you aspire to be in the future when you see yourself like completely established i definitely want to be one of the best software developers ever so know my name because you're you're all gonna know it in a couple years (laughs) (laughs) i think you can make it happen yeah you definitely have the mindset and the determination for that Mm -hmm. we love goal setting (laughs) (laughs) smart goals am i right So to bring it all together, this series is obviously all about helping our listeners create the life they want. So do you think you have been able to create the life you want? As a student, I think yes. I have a great support friend group. I'm not struggling in my classes. And I'm not afraid to ask anyone for help, whether it be my mom or professors. And yeah, I just feel like I'm on the right path to getting where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And what do you think you have done to get you to that point? I just, I take it all in as it happens. I, like Proggy said, I live in the moment. Like, it's important to know where you are every step of the way. Whether that be beginning of the school year where you're bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, just ready to learn. Whether it be midterms week where you're just stressed out, you just need to sleep, and you don't know if you're ever going to make it out. Or whether it be finals week where you really feel like you're going to die, but you can get through it because after the week is over, you're set free. You just, you need to know that after all, after all, look, four to six years, you're done. And you're all going to, you're going to regret that you let it go by if you don't enjoy yourself. Because apparently these are the best use of your life. So (laughs) make them count. Yeah, I love that advice. 
And what advice would you give our listeners about finding out what they're passionate about and to not get discouraged when they face hardships? For me, I always knew what I was passionate about. But if you don't know what you're passionate about, just like we said before, just like dip your toes into different areas or aspects. And I'm, it's not that hard to figure out what you're passionate about because it will jump right at you. It's hard to miss. It, it'll cling on to you and you won't be able to shake it off. You'll think about it all the time and you'll just know. And, that, and then just go from there. You'll, you'll want to know more about it. You'll want to research it. You'll want to be about it. You want to be it. And then you'll, then you'll know. Then you just start pursuing mm-hmm. it. I love that. Yeah. And you're definitely not going to know what you're going to be passionate about if you don't even try, you know? Like, how are you going to know these fields exist if you don't even do any research about them? Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's the first step. And how do you not get discouraged when there are hardships? Well, growing up in a brown family, I just have to kind of suck it up. Because who am I going to complain to? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I just, I think that's actually pretty good advice. Just suck it up. Because if you're going through hell, just keep going. You're going to come out one day. Yes. Stronger than we were. And what would you recommend our listeners do during college to achieve their goals? Definitely make short-term goals. That's what I do. I I make goals, maybe not every week, but for every month, about what I would hope to accomplish during those months, and take it from there. So if you say you're starting in August, and you make some goals to have that you reach before September, you do that, and you do that the same thing, September to October, October to November, November to December, and you've accomplished, what, like, at least 20 goals from August to December, and then if you know you can achieve these goals, you can do it long-term, too, so whatever your end-term goal Mm -hmm. is, so let's say you want to, you want to start a law firm, if you can get from point A to point B, and you know you can do that, you can get from point A to point Z because in little increments, it all takes baby steps to get there, but you can get through it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Eight Voices today. Stay tuned for more episodes to this series every Sunday and Wednesday. Remember to follow us on Instagram at The Breakout Room Podcast for even more content and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you enjoy our podcast. It really helps us out. Thank you. Bye.